the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. All right, well, hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program and our heavily fortified bunker here in Memphis, Tennessee. Hope you're doing great wherever you are on this Friday edition of the program. By the way, uh, today, Open Line Friday, and uh, that means you can call in and you can talk about whatever you would like to talk about. We do that on Fridays, and all you have to do is uh, write down our telephone number. You will need this if you want to call into the program today. Our phone number is 844-747-8868. Again, 844-747-8868. Now, we've got a lot to get through today. Of course, uh, the, the House of Representatives uh, going uh, to the uh, ballot box again today, and uh, it, it is not looking good for Kevin Mc, or for, uh, for Jim Jordan, rather. Uh, Jordan going down in defeat again. Uh, this is vote number three. And this is after uh, the congressman really gave an, he gave an impassioned um, uh, message to uh, to the Republicans earlier this morning uh, during the breakfast hour. And I, I'm not quite sure that was very effective, to be honest with you. Uh, the The Republicans here are, are struggling. And uh, yesterday there was a big rowdy Dow. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was um, speaking at, in, in closed session, and Matt Gates got up and, and tried to interrupt. Uh, here's how that went down. Cut 15. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I was at the mic. I was speaking, and Matt Gates tried to interrupt and say, so I told him to sit down, and we sat down. I think it, no, I told him to sit down. I, th- I think the entire conference screamed at me. People are, listen, we, the whole country, I think, would scream at Matt Gates right now. Remember, it was a crazy eights led by Matt Gates and every single Democrat that put us into this situation. Uh, All right, there you go. Uh, the crazy eights is what they're calling them now. Uh, look, may I just say something? I know that Kevin McCarthy earlier today uh, nominated Jim Jordan, and everybody, you know, everybody on the conservative side, oh, oh, isn't that sweet? He's it's a kumbaya moment where where Kevin McCarthy is putting aside his his lies and his deceit and his backstabbing, and and he's standing up there and he's he's throwing his support behind Jimmy Jordan. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah, I don't think that's what's going on here, folks. I Kevin McCarthy got up, and he um, th- there's this there's this great moment 
when McCarthy stood up and actually called uh, Jim Jordan a great legislator, and the the room erupted in laughter. And there's a reason why the room erupted in laughter. Everybody knows Jim Jordan has never passed a single piece of legislation. I mean, everybody knows that. So what Kevin McCarthy was doing, that was that was not meant as a compliment. I think this was sort of a backhanded insult to Jim Jordan. So McCarthy is a snake, and, and he's trying to play. I don't even think he's trying to play. He's only playing one side, and that's Kevin McCarthy's side. And McCarthy was up there just a few moments ago to show the rest of the Republican caucus you did this to me, and now I'm sticking it to you. By the way, what is the vote? To the, is it the final? Yeah, we've got the final vote total now. Uh, so now 25 Republicans voted against Jim Jordan. They need to keep doing this, if nothing else, to expose all of the rhinos in the bunch. And by the way, I'm not buying any of this. I'm not buying any of this business that, oh, I've got a, I've, I've, my wife has been threatened. Uh, they're coming after my kids. One of the guys said he had to hire a deputy sheriff to guard his child at grade school. I'm not buying any of it. And by the way, and let me say this, if you, if you are on the America great conservative side of the equation and you're out there doing that, which I don't think you are, but if you are, shame on you because that's not the behavior of a conservative. But I don't believe it's happening. But I believe all of these individuals, I'm going to go through their names. you got Bacon, Buchanan, Buck, Chavez, Deremer, Desposito, Diaz-Balart, Elsie, Ferguson, Fitzpatrick, uh, Garbarino, Jimenez, Gonzalez, Granger, James, Keen, Kelly, Keggins, Lelata, Lawler, Miller-Meeks, Molinero, Rutherford, Simpson, Stauber, and Womack, who resides across the river in Arkansas. Rhinos one and all. And quite frankly, you ought to be making sure these individuals are primaried. But I believe at the very least, these individuals owe an explanation to their constituents, and quite frankly, now the American people, because they're holding up the business of the people right now by standing up in defiance. And I think we need to know why. Is there some sort of a legitimate reason? He hurt my feelings. He said really bad things about me. <laughs> yeah, that's not an excuse. Grow a pair and grow up. And if you can't grow a pair, go to Biden's chin and borrow his. <laughs> it's unbelievable what's happening right now. But I'm telling you, the entire party is in is in the throes of chaos. And you can blame the rhinos. As a matter of fact, Charlie Dent, this guy was a sleazeball. He's not in Congress anymore. He's one of the so-called Republican moderates. They're not moderates. They're liberals. And they don't want the conservatives to get power. I mean, it's really that simple. It's really that simple. And by the way, I, well, I'll get to that in just a moment. I so many areas we've got to get to. Here is former Congressman Charlie Dent talking about Jim Jordan. Cut 14. Jordan Dent, uh, the moderates, those the who have been Nevada. shoved aside and ridiculed Jeffries. as not real Republicans during the Trump the era, flexing their muscle. Jeffries. Yeah, they've been threatened, they've been insulted, they've been mocked, they've been told they have no spines, they're invertebrate. Let's go. Well, it seems like their spines are pretty damn stiff to me. Jordan. They've had enough. 
This is a revenge of the rhinos. This is a, the squish is striking back, and I am a proud card-carrying member of the Rhino Jeffrey. Squish and uh, Bedwetter Caucus. So I'm not saying it pejoratively. I'm saying these guys are standing Jeffrey. up strong. But this is the fight that needs to happen. Jeffrey. There you go. He says this is the fight that needs to happen. Oh, by the way, one of these guys, Vern Buchanan from Florida. Oh, Vern! Guess what Vern was doing the other night. Vern got invited to the White House. Vern was invited to go bowling at the White House. What kind of a God-fearing conservative would be going to the White House and dancing? I'm actually looking at the video of this guy as he is dancing at the White House as he apparently, the ball didn't go into the gutter. So this guy, Vern Buchanan, is a member of the swamp. He pretends to be a Republican, and then he goes in the dark of night into the White House so he can go bowling. I don't know, I do not know a self-respecting, church-going Republican that would lay their hands on any balls in that White House. Not a one. Shame on you, Vern, but we're on to you, sir. We are on to you. So this is what's happening right now, folks. It's ugly. And the question is, should the conservatives continue the fight? Because here's what's going to happen. There's going to be another effort, and you guys squashed this yesterday on this program. Your calls to Capitol Hill squashed this. There were actually lawmakers complaining. We've just had thousands and thousands of people calling. We just can't get anything done. Good. That's what we wanted. But you told them, do not, do not give McHenry additional powers. Don't go down that path. Do not do it. And they heard you guys yesterday. And that's why there's another vote today. The question is, what do we do next? How long do we go down this path? Is there someone else if it's not going to be Jim Jordan? And my recommendation here, and I, the, the more I've had a chance to think about this, the more it makes sense. Now, Congressman Mark Green is a rock-solid conservative. He's not a member of the House Freedom Caucus, but he's a rock-solid conservative. So if, if the argument here from the left is, well, we can't, we can't vote for somebody who's a member of the House Freedom Caucus, all right, fine. Well, let's vote for somebody like a Mark Green. This guy's just a conservative, a Republican conservative. But I don't even think that's going to work with these folks. You see, they wanted Kevin McCarthy in that position. And why did they want Kevin McCarthy there? Because the man is a sleaze snake. And everybody knows him. A sleazy snake. How many people have we had on this program telling us that he will tell you one thing to your face and turn around and do something else? That's who he is. All right, I want to go to the phone lines here. We're going to crank it up early today. 844-747-8868. Let's go to Greg in Pendergrass, Georgia. Hi, Greg. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to weigh in on this Jim Jordan thing. Um, it, they're, I know they're acting childish. I mean, it's like, you know, they want to punish Jim Jordan for something Matt Gates did, which is kind of silly. But why don't they get why don't they get Mark Robinson in there from North Carolina? Well, Put him in there. <laughs> well, look, if they're going to get triggered by Matt Gates, they're... <laughs> It would uh, yeah, be a mass exactly. mass casualty incident if Mark Robinson got up there. 
Well, I mean, there, it's like, you know, it gives me pause because I'm like, man, I'm not thinking about voting for a third party, you know, a libertarian or a no labels person now, you know, because obviously the Republicans can't get it together. Well, I really like Jim Jordan. You like Jim Jordan? If it's not going to be Jim Jordan, Greg, is there anybody? I mean, you like Robinson, but like within Congress right now, anybody you like? Well, I, I like Andrew Clyde. I oh. like Mike Collins. Well, as, well, we're going to be talking to Mike Collins in just a little while. So uh, he's coming up in the next hour of the program. Look, I the, the the point is there are some very solid people here, but I think this is an issue of the rhinos getting their feelings hurt. They're, they're what we call, what is the clinical term? They're butt hurt, and they want their ounce of flesh. That's all they're doing right now. That's true. That's true. I, I agree with you. You know, it's like, it's almost like they're on a schoolyard going, you hurt my feelings. Well, I'm going to tell my body. You know, it's like, come on, let's grow up here a little bit. Oh, that's exactly, that's a, that, that's a great way of looking at it. A great, got to run. Appreciate that call. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. We have lawmakers, their teams are listening to this program, and they want to hear from you. What do you want the Republican Party to do here? How do we fix this? Because right now, folks, this is broken, and the Republican Party has got to get this fixed. We've got too much writing on what's happening in this country to let the Republicans just completely unravel here. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Since President Biden's first day in office, his administration has pushed policies that embrace abortion on demand, silence free speech, and even redefine what it means to be male and female. Join with the Alliance Defending Freedom and be a champion for freedom today. You can help hold the Biden administration and all government officials accountable to the law. ADF is on the front lines challenging this administration's unconstitutional actions in courtrooms, legislatures, and the public square. But they can't do it without your help. Just $19 a month will fuel the fight to protect our freedoms. Visit ToddStearns.com. That's ToddStearns.com. And click the Champion for Freedom banner. Pledge your monthly gift of $19 or more to ADF or give your most generous one-time gift. And thanks to a friend of ADF, your first gift will be matched while funds last. Visit ToddStearns.com or call 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. have no asks, have no objectives other than to see the eight of us suffer some consequence for having removed McCarthy. So we've made them an offer. The eight of us have said that we are willing to accept censure, sanction, suspension, removal from the Republican conference. We, of course, will remain Republicans. We will continue to vote with Republicans on Republican principles. But if what these holdouts need is a pound of our flesh, we're willing to give it to them in order to see them elect Jim Jordan for speaker. All right, that was Congressman Matt Gates just a few moments ago being somewhat selfless, saying, hey, look, uh, if, if, if you guys want to come after us, if you want to attack us, if you want your pound of flesh, then go ahead and censure us, punish us, remove us from our committees. I, look, I, I appreciate that, but this is ridiculous. The Republicans need to get on board with this. Jim Jordan's the nominee. 
Oh, by the way, Steve Scalise, behind the scenes, he's just, well, he's from Louisiana, so he knows something about swamps. Turns out Scalise has been conniving and backstabbing Jim Jordan behind the scenes here. There's some nasty stuff going on right now in the Republican Party. Look, I'm, I'm, part of me is glad this is happening. It's really bad timing with all of the uh, world affairs. And look, we've got, we, we've got a government shutdown looming, and I say shut it down. And that's going to be the next, that's going to be the next concern that the Republicans are going to tell us, oh, well, we've got to, oh, oh, well, we've got to, we've got to get leadership in here. Otherwise, the government might shut down. Fine, let the government shut down. Let it go. Just let it go. But, folks, I'm telling you, we have to take a stand here. What do you want to tell the Republicans on this open line Friday? 844-747-8868. That's our number. That's 844-747-8868. Did you watch Biden's speech last night? We're going to get into this more after the uh, the news break here. Folks, I so Britt Hume on uh, Fox News last night, he was just, uh, well, uh, cut number two. Well, I think it may be remembered as one of the best, if not the best, speeches of his presidency. He was firm. He was unequivocal. He was strong, as he has been, particularly uh, in recent days when he was before he went to Israel and while he was over there. I was struck by the fact that he spent as much time as he did on Ukraine, and I think it was a good thing that he did because. He- uh okay, uh, <laughs> folks. I, I'm I'm not sure what's going on at Fox. I, I don't get it. Lord love him. That was one of the worst speeches I've ever heard. You know why? Because it really was not about Israel. That speech last night was really about Ukraine. Biden, and and I, I got some insight into Joe Biden or whoever's running the show, which, of course, is Barack Hussein Obama. So we got some insight into O Biden last night. And they're going to be using Israel. They, they really don't care about Israel. They don't care. In their heart of hearts, they really don't care that Jewish babies are getting beheaded. They don't care. That's why there hasn't been an outcry from their own caucus about Rashida Tlaib, the Palestinian terror sympathizer, and uh, Ilhan Omar and AOC. You're not going to hear any outcry because they really don't care about that. That's irrelevant. They want the money for Ukraine, and they knew they weren't going to get it, but they knew there was a possibility they could get it if they tied it up with Israel's funding. When you look at that $100 million, Israel's only getting 40 of that. It's really not much at all. So Biden's speech last night, did you hear anything about the hostages? Did you hear anything about avenging the deaths of the American citizens over there? We lost dozens the, the terrorists, the Muslim terrorist Hamas, they slaughtered American citizens. Are, are we going to avenge their death? I didn't hear Joe Biden talking about that. I didn't hear Joe Biden issuing a threat from the Oval Office that if you touch one hair on the head of an American hostage, we will turn your town into a parking lot. Todd, how dare you? How dare you? There you are. You just want to slaughter everybody. You are calling for the genocide of Gazan people. They're good and decent people. Not all Palestinians are are like Hamas, really. 
then why why do they keep electing them? Could, could someone explain that to me? And by the way, where are all the good and decent Palestinians marching in the streets condemning the beheading of the dead babies? Where Where is that? Where are those people? 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starnes Show. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and I want to tell you why I started taking Calitrin a few months ago. Now, many people start because of weight loss, but the side benefits are just as good, if not better. That's because Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, and less joint pain, all because it provides the most necessary protein in the human body, collagen. Calitrin brand contains proprietary enzymes to make it easy to digest. Here's Elizabeth from Calitrin with more. Hey, that's right. You know, it's got a huge 86% success rate with our 90-day program of Calitrin, so you give it time to work, you're going to look better and feel better with this product, and like Todd said, experience those side benefits, too. Now, all the information is on our website, toploss.com, so you can go on there, that's toploss.com, or call us 1-833-TOPLOSS. All right, thanks, Elizabeth. I love Calitrin, and you will, too. Call 1-800-TOPLOSS, or go to toploss.com, 1-800-TOPLOSS, or toploss.com. Use discount code TODD to get your special discount. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Kenneth in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Hey, Kenneth, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, how's it going? Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm so thrilled that Jim Jordan failed for a third time today. How many times do you think he's going to fail before they pull him aside? Well, why are you thrilled that uh, Jim Jordan has um, has lost on the uh, third ballot? Because he's a mental patient who should be nowhere near the speaker role or any other position. Well, 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 well come on, wait, wait a second. Let's. I mean, you, if you call, if you call in, at least have a have an argument here. You're calling. Why are you calling him a mental patient? In 16 years, how many bills has he written and gotten passed? Well, none. We we talked about that earlier on. That doesn't make someone a mental patient, but he has done a lot of good. He's exposed a lot of the evil. He's exposed the deep state and the swamp and all of these fake attacks on former President Trump. I think he's done a pretty darn good job. How about sweeping sex scandals under the rug? He's pretty good at that. No, he's and not, Kenneth. And you see, in- Kenneth, I'm not going to let you lie here. That, no, 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 sir. That is not true. He did not. And you know that, and this has been very well covered in the press, in the media. It is not true, and I'm not going to let you stand. You're not going to lie about that. All right, goodbye. You're you're done here. And by the way, Open Line Friday does not give you a right, Kenneth, to lie to my call screener. If you want to call and you want to talk about something, be a man about it and call and be honest. Don't be a wuss. Don't be don't be like those things that are jiggling off of the bottom of Joe Biden's chin. I mean, come on. Jeez, a loop. All right. Can I get back to this speech here? So it, I, I found something interesting in this. So Joe Biden took a moment. I don't know who wrote this. It kind of smells like Susan Rice, but I'm not sure. But it really doesn't matter. Because in the middle of this speech here, Joe Biden starts lecturing all of us. What did we do wrong? So Joe Biden is talking about how we have to stand up and we have to condemn Islamophobia. All right, well, wait a second. Well, what? He's 
He's literally making the Muslims the victims of all of this. And so Joe Biden goes on for a good chunk of his speech. And uh, I, I, got, I have to confess something to you. And I probably, I, I know this is probably going to impact the way you think about me, but I, I've got to share something with you. No, I'm not a Muslim, Dylan. That's not it. I, I eat way too much pork for that. So, look, so last night I sit down and I'm watching the speech and I'm, this is terrible, I'm watching the speech and it took me all of two minutes of the speech and that droning. I was out like a light. I I just passed out. I was snoozing, and I woke up, and I it was about seventeen minutes later, and so I had I had no idea what Biden said until I was doing show prep this morning. Otherwise, I would have been live tweeting it. I was literally in the middle of writing a tweet, and I just stopped mid mid tweet because I fell asleep. It's t- so now I know I've been taking the. Um, Oh, what do you call it? The uh, the the pills that help you go to sleep. Uh, what are those? The gummy bear things. No, not marijuana. It's, it's they're like little gummy bears. Why is my brain not working here? I want to call it melanoma, but no, you don't want to get that. Thank you, thank you, Dylan. I don't have cancer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow. All right. So anyway, all I so I don't have to take the melatonin anymore. I can save a few bucks. I can just turn on a Biden speech. I'm out like a light. Get my eight hours in. So anyway, last night when I so I woke up and I was groggy and as I, I'm reading through all of this, and it dawned on me he's blaming us, and they're trying to. And by us, I mean the Jews and the Christians. He's blaming us. So he goes on in this speech, and uh, he says, um, I, I know many of you in the Muslim-American community or the Arab-American community, the Palestinian-American community, and so many others are outraged and hurting, saying to yourselves, here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9-11. All right, let's, let's just unravel that for just a moment. Where are these people protesting? Where are Seriously. Where are the Americans that are marching on the mosques here in the United States? Where where are those people? Because there aren't any. Nobody's doing this. Nobody. And what he's talking about, Islamophobia. You're damn right they were flying jetliners into buildings. So, yes, you can you can excuse all of us if we were just a little nervous when we saw somebody in full Muslim garb getting on board an airplane. That doesn't make you Islamophobic. That makes you a human being. Unbelievable. Biden says that we must, without equivocation, denounce anti-Semitism. Right, exactly. Stop, full stop, period. But he didn't stop. He said we must also, without equivocation, denounce Islamophobia. What? What? And by the way, so and if he's talking about we've got to respect everybody. Okay, what about Christophobia? What about all the people out there hating on the Christians? 
We don't matter, though. Again, I told you, folks, Jews, Christians, we don't matter. It's all about appeasing the Muslims. God, oh, we've got to, we've got to love the Muslims. Nobody's out there denouncing. Nobody is out there denouncing or marching on the mosques in America. Nobody is. So what's this really all about? This is what it's all about. Joe Biden and his handlers truly believe that this is a moment. This is a moment to turn to turn the narrative away from the Jews and to turn that narrative onto the the Muslims, the poor little Muslim people. So what Biden was saying last night, and I was able to sort of decipher all of this, Joe Biden was basically saying that it's impolite to be Islamophobic while the Muslim terrorists are cutting your baby's head off or setting your grandmother on fire. So in other words, when the Muslims barge into your home and they slaughter your family, while that slaughter is taking place, and in many cases they leave the father last, right? They, they slaughter the family, and then they kill the father. So while that is happening, Joe Biden is telling you, American, when, if, if you are in a situation like that where your family is being slaughtered and set on fire in front of your very eyes, don't you be thinking bad thoughts about the Muslims. That's what Biden is saying. This this guy is a complete moron. But again, ladies and gentlemen, you see how quickly the narrative is going to be shifting. And it's, look, we saw this with the fake hospital attack. Oh, the latest news there, by the way. 500 people. Well, now it turns out that it was between 10 and 50 people that were killed when Hamas had a rocket misfire. And no, that's not a euphemism. It's actually a literal rocket misfired and crashed in the parking lot and exploded. Oh, by the way, did you hear this? Um, this happened on the West Bank today. And I will say this about CNN, the most profane name in news. Uh, wow, this is horrible. So they had one of their uh, reporterettes, and uh, that's a lady reporter, and she was uh, over there in the West Bank, and she was doing a live hit. I actually saw this happen, and I uh, I love the new uh, TV I've got. I'm able to just hit rewind and play it back again. And um, th- this was pretty awful. We've got the audio uh, of what happened as the CNN reporter was actually doing her live hit from the West Bank. You are genocide supporters. You are not welcome here. Genocide supporters. CNN. Oh my! Well, to be fair, you know the guy's not wrong. But let me say this um, about the, <laughs> I want to know who's in charge at CNN because, <laughs> and here's why: Who in their right mind sends a female reporter into that sort of a situation? Who does that? This is this is not some sort of a game. This is not some sort of a gender studies assignment here, right? We're talking about these these Muslim men, they have no problem taking out these women. None whatsoever. And look, this reporter, she's I 
she could take care of herself. I have a pretty good, but but again, in that situation, why would you risk it? This is a very, look, they had to bring in security forces, literally had to come in in the live shot and physically remove her from the situation. She was surrounded by a mob of people. Never seen anything like it, but there you play it one more time. You are genocide supporters. You are not welcome here. Genocide supporters. CNN. CNN. <laughs> it is true. It's. I mean, it's okay. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. Rediscover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church. Streaming at SalemNow.com. You know, it's interesting. Biden actually spent more time lecturing America about being nice to the Muslims than he did talking about the Americans who were killed by the Muslim terrorists in Israel. Just want to point that out for you. All right, let's go uh, back to the phones on this open line Friday, 844-747-8868. Steve in Moorhead City, North Carolina. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Sure. Uh, my my biggest concern is that as we have a dysfunctional government in a lot of respects with a weak president, no House of the Speaker's that we're going we're gonna to face eventually the fact that, uh, you know, with the Mideast crisis, with the Russian crisis in Ukraine, and, and in my opinion, we're going to have the, the same thing in China and Taiwan and potentially North Korea and South Korea. We're going to face the fact of a, a war very soon, I think. Do, do you think that we are capable of fighting a multi-front war, Steve? No, I don't. Because I think our munitions are, are, I think that the fact that we we can't do it at this point because we've given given so much uh, ammunition to Ukraine. I, I think we're we're in we're in jeopardy. Well, the the reality and and this is shaping up to be a a very a very serious situation. And with this ground offensive, it's gonna be, it's gonna happen any day now. When that any day yeah. when that does. You know, we could find ourselves drawn into the conflict. I mean, it's. It, I mean, it's. It is not out of the realm of possibility, but it's more so. It's probably going to happen. I mean, and they're look. They're even already talking about about Iran, and I'm not too sure we are capable of fighting a war against Iran right now. 
neither do I, and particularly with uh, the, the threat of nuclear weapons on both fronts, on all fronts, right? actually. So, All right, Steve, appreciate that call. Let's go to New Jersey. Mario, hi, Mario. What's on your mind? Yes, yeah, so Todd, you gave me great advice uh, by recommending to call the congressman. I called my congressman yesterday, both his D.C. office and his local office. Now, Mario, who's your, congressman? who's your congressman, Mario? Thomas Kane Jr., and I left messages for him saying, what a piece of crap. All right, let's go to Lou in Lula, Georgia. Hi, Lou, what's on your mind? Hey, hey Todd, what about those people that still left over there, the American citizens? I'm hearing that they over 2,100 of them stuck over there. And uh, Joe Biden told them that they're going to have to pay for their own way back. And he won't let them on their planes. And how come he didn't bring none of them people back on Air Force One? Yeah, that's and, uh, that's. They got cargo planes going in there, Todd, every day. It's and, true. Uh, they br- what, sir? It's true, Lou. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, he had the opportunity. He could have loaded up Air Force One. Uh, folks, come on in. We're going to take you back home. Didn't do it. And and you're right. People are being told, tax-paying American citizens are being told they've got to pay their own way back to the United States. That's horrible. Mm. You know, hey, this is like Afghanistan, Todd. Oh, when he left Afghanistan, he left people there. Let me he tell you something, Lou. Way. It's going to be worse than Afghanistan. And that's I, I've been telling folks, get out now while you can. If you are an American and you are living in a foreign country right now, you need to get your butt back to the United States. Thank you, Todd. Lou, God bless you. Let's go to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Our good buddy Mike on the line. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Hello, Todd. I'm going to throw a little monkey wrench in here and say, I don't believe China is our enemy. Uh, We owe them too much money, and I hope they're not because I order too much electronic equipment from China. I, <laughs> and it's really good, and it's really cheap. So, please, no war with China. Mike, exactly what I'm talking. I know, about. I know. In all seriousness, though, do you really think that we could? Are we capable of fighting wars? I mean, we've got oh, Ukraine, yeah. Israel, possibly China, Iran. <laughs> yeah, the big wars we can fight. We are so capable of doing that. We'll take them down. In several days, it won't even be a long war. It's these little skirmishes. I used to fly powered parachutes. You know, I'm a, I told you I'm a license pilot. I fly the little thing. And I used to fly those. They fly at 29 miles an hour. And all they needed to defend themselves were flare guns. If they just, if they had flare guns, they could have taken every, taken every single one of them down. They fly very slow. And as much as I despise them, how clever were they? I mean, how close? And this is what we have to watch for. We have to watch out for these little things. You know, we have the F 22s, the F 35s, and the military. Uh, our submarines alone can destroy the world. One submarine can take out the world. You understand that, but, by and large, they killed most of those people with paragliders and dune buggies. I mean, that was it. Yes. That, that's, that, that's how clever. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying clever as in good, but we have to look at that and say, how do we defend ourselves? from those types of attacks. I'm telling you, if I, if I am living, Mike, if I'm living in a border town right now, I am freaking out because 
These were not major cities that were attacked. These were small border towns and communities, just like the ones that we have along our border with Mexico. Oh, yeah. And, and, and listen, Biden is culpable for this invasion. And we know who's coming in. You've repeated it many times. And I think the only, the only chance is we have to be vigilant and get rid of any politician that allows anyone to, to, to break our laws. And that's when you cross the border without authority, except for Cuba, the dry foot, wet foot policy. Yeah. My- if you come to Cuba, you're welcome. Other than that, no. Mike, uh, we've got to skedaddle. You know how the business is, and we love our friends at Nuga Radio, uh, folks, in, in the Chattanooga area, so be sure to listen. Great radio station. Mike, appreciate you. Uh, folks, we've got to take a quick break here. Hour or two. Wow, it's already... Whew, what a bit busy, busy Friday. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stark Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, happy Friday, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Very happy to have you with us today. Uh, We are in the middle of another breaking news Friday here on the show. Uh, Today is also Open Line Friday, and that is your opportunity to call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. Now, I want to bring uh, to your attention uh, something very important and something we need to talk about real quick here, folks. As you know, there is a great need right now in the nation of Israel. So many families have lost their homes. They've lost their villages and they've lost their families, and they need our help, which is why we are partnering with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews to literally rush emergency aid directly to the hardest-hit areas and regions of Israel. My good friend Mike Huckabee and Dennis Prager, among those who are a part of this effort, and we need your help right now. Uh, As you know, and we've been reminding folks, because people ask, and it's a legitimate question, Uh, What can you tell me about the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews? I can tell you that Charity Navigator ranks them very high. In other words, you can be assured the money you give is going to go to Israel. And here's how you can help out. And I want to urge you to do this right now. 
Go to our website, toddstarns.com, and click on the Israel at War banner to make your emergency donation. You can also call. And uh, by the way, we've I get a daily list of, of folks that are that are that are taking part in helping us here, and it's about fifty fifty. Many of you are uh, half of you are going to the website, the other half are calling. Either way, it's super simple. One eight hundred five one four five five seven seven. That's one eight hundred five one four five five seven seven. Or just go to toddsterns.com and click on the red banner at the top of the page. Israel at war. All right, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have our new a new friend of this program. He was on uh, the show a couple of weeks back. Ari David he is the founder and editor-in-chief of Upward News, uh, and it's an incredible daily email. You can get information at upward.news. That's, we've got a link to it on the live show blog, upward.news. Ari, hope you're doing well today. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me again, Todd. So uh, you've got a um, you've got a brand new piece up at City Journal and uh, talking about what's been happening in the Middle East and uh, very interesting title: just another terrorist, uh, just another terror attack. But you have a question mark after uh, that statement. Uh, tell us about your column. Yeah, well, I spent December in Jerusalem, and I got to talk to a lot of people there. And the resounding emotions and the sentiment of people in Israel is that uh, having a terrorist attack happen every uh, couple months, every couple weeks, that's really part of the status quo. And a lot of the politicians in Israel, especially under Netanyahu, they've kind of, over the past two decades, taken an approach where this is what normal life in Israel is. We'll protect pretty much almost everyone. Uh, Every couple of weeks there might be a terror attack. And life will go on because you just hope that you're not the next. And when I was living in the old city in Jerusalem, right near, right near the Western Wall, I actually met a guy that was my age, and I'm 26, by the way. His name was Ilya Sosansky. Um, he was a bartender at one of the local bars. I got to know him. I got to talk to him a little bit about what he thought about Israel, and he had the same exact expressions. Uh, and he felt the same way that, you know, it's just this is how it is. There's terror attacks all the time, and it doesn't always feel safe, but that's what life was like. And about a month after I left Israel and I was at home, I found out that he was killed along with seven others in a terror attack in Jerusalem. So it really goes to show that this is a problem. Obviously, it's not anything new, but the question remains whether Israel and the government there will actually do something after this to try to fix that status quo and put an end to the terrorism that's happening there. You, you see the, the the images coming out, and uh, I, I was going back going back to that music festival where so many young people um, they they look just like they could be you know the kids walking around the street here in Memphis or in New York or Chicago, and uh, these are young people, and yet they understand. I think they understand the Israeli young people understand the dangers they have to live with every single day. And that's why it's just mind-boggling to see um, young people in this country not getting it. Yeah, it's absolutely shocking. And I think most people haven't really been there because when you go to Israel, and a lot of people go there for vacation and to see all the historical and religious sites, and sometimes you're going to a mall and you're eating at like the, the food court there that had just been attacked like a year prior or you're driving by buildings that have plaques because of terror attacks that happened over the past two decades. So it's really, it's just uh, kind of incomprehensible to all of us that live in America to even try to imagine what daily life is. And 
understanding that that's just a part of living in a country. Aria, I'm, I'm curious, when, when you see what's happening on so many of our university campuses, the, the outright anti-Semitism, not just coming from faculty and staff, but from students that, that are marching in the streets, um, you, you had a group, I believe it was in Wisconsin, that was actually chanting for the genocide of, of the Jews. What goes through your mind when, when you see these stories? Yeah, well, it's, it's absolutely frightening. Um, I think for the past couple of years, we've already been afraid of the woke mind virus going through all of these colleges. And I think this has been one of the final moments where it's really clear how far this has gone, especially in the minds of these students, that they're being able to be convinced of almost anything here. Um, specifically with the story in, uh, in Israel and Palestine and the way that they talk about that, the progressive ideology in these universities and the new cultures, they go so deep that students are willing to really uh, partake in such a heavy anti-Semitism just because uh, of the way that they're taught about colonialism and oppression and all of these same things that they've been talking about here in America. So uh, it's frightening. And it's a reality that I think uh, at now with all of this happening, it makes it obvious to most people how how terrible the ideology is in these colleges. You know, Ari, I'm so glad. And by the way, we've got Ari David uh, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, founder and editor-in-chief of Upward News. And you can, folks, I read this. I'm a huge fan. Uh, Upward.news is the the website. But Ari, I'm I'm glad you brought up the whole colonial, um, the colonialism aspect of this, because there's a lot of talk about that in our public universities now, not directed at Israel and Gaza, but directed at us here in this country, and and I hope people understand where, you know, ultimately what the end game here is with all of this. Yeah, it's a great point, because when you look at the way the students are talking about colonialism in Israel, uh, they're yelling to kill the Jews because that's the way they see it. But at the same time, the same students are talking about uh, people that came from Europe into America. They see them as colonialists of the Native Americans. So, Imagine what kind of sentiments are there. So it is quite scary to think about that. All right, Ari, um, I'm curious, how are things going with Upward News? It's so clever. And and maybe in in 30 seconds, give us an an, an idea of what people can expect when they sign up for Upward News. Yeah, so pretty much all you need is an email. It's a free daily newsletter. And what we try to do every single day is break down the most important stories from the day before. And we don't just talk about, hey, this story happened, this story happened. We, feel, we really try to give context and give big trends that are happening in America uh, geopolitically and make sure that our readers can understand what's going on, have a really good understanding of reality, and don't have to endlessly scroll through social media to figure out what's going on. Because as we figured out in the past two weeks with the conflict, it's almost impossible. I mean, even if you're reading the New York Times, as they reported on this Uh, Gaza hospital bombing that never existed. It was on the front page of all of these different magazines. It's impossible to know what's going on, even if you're trying to read just these mainstream media sources. So what we're doing is we're cutting through all that noise. And in five minutes, we have a daily email. Uh, People love it. It really helps them get in the the loop of things. It's very, very helpful to me. And uh, and I appreciate the great work that you and the the journalist are are doing. Uh, It is just, just really thank you for that. And again, folks, uh, Upward.News is the website. Ari, we're going to get you back on. You're going to be a regular, uh, so uh, we, but we got to get you down to Memphis one of these days. 
Absolutely. I'd love that. Thank you so much, Todd. All right. A good man right here, ladies and gentlemen, Ari David, young guy, but he is, uh, look, pay attention to Ari David. This guy's going places. Founder and editor-in-chief of Upward News. It is a free daily email. Uh, A lot of journalists read it, and you ought to read it too. Uh, It's going to give you, in just five minutes, you're going to know everything that's happening in the world and here in the United States. All right, um, 844-747-8868. I, I want to try to work in some phone calls here. we got a lot of folks, and pr- I promise you, folks, we're going to get we're gonna get to your calls. Uh, let's go to Scott in Maine, listening to us on WLOB. Hi, Scott. What's going on? Good afternoon, Todd. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking, Scott. Yeah, I'd like to uh, make a comment about these fools we got running Congress right now. <laughs> okay. We, we wouldn't have any of these problems if they just did their damn job. I mean, if they just if they put a budget together went over and threw it on Schumer's desk, we wouldn't have any of these problems. I mean, why why do we? What is wrong with these people? All they want to do is bicker back and forth. It's, just do the job and shut up. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be sensible? It's it's a great point, Scott, and and I think it's going to be a matter of the constituents, we the people having come to Jesus moments with all of these lawmakers, these renegade lawmakers. But, you know, we've given the Republicans um, a chance here, and they are botching it once again, and they got to get their act together. This could have all been resolved, Scott, from day one had they not put forward Kevin McCarthy as the nominee to be speaker. Remember, Jim Jordan said didn't want it. As a matter of fact, Jim Jordan was screaming at people, "I, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it. Oh, yeah, now I want it. No, that, you know, stop playing the games here. We don't have time for that, Scott, right? Right, and as well as that, too. I mean, they, they also seem to forget something. When you're the majority, you're the boss. They, they don't yes. have to take advantage of that. It's like these people continually fail just because. I don't know. Are they just stupid or are they ignorant or what? Uh, look, I, there a lot of this has to do with the deep state and the the, the fact that many of these people are not truly – conservative Republicans. They're more squishy conservative Democrats, but they're not Republicans, and that's a big problem. And we've ignored the problem for a very long time. But if we're going to facilitate change, we're going to have to start electing more true conservatives to the Congress. I mean, it really is that simple. Scott got to run. Let's go to uh, Steve in Atlanta. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. So, you know, when speaking of a come to Jesus moment, I don't know that Henry Kissinger just had a come to Jesus moment a couple of weeks ago, but he finally realized the error in his thinking for all those decades when he said, and I hope you can play, it's a a little hard to understand the quote, or at least read the quote that he made in the last couple of weeks about, oops, my bad. you cannot bring in populations of people with way divergent principles, belief systems, and so forth in big numbers and expect anything other than what's been happening, not only in the United States, but all over Europe with these, you want to call them invasions or, you know, explosions of, of an influx of, of people from different cultures in massive numbers. And now it's everywhere. So he finally renounced that a couple of weeks ago. Now, you probably are aware of it, but it, w- it might be useful to the listeners 
to read or replay that. I yeah. couldn't really understand it. I had to listen to it a couple of times. But the Republicans are not a band of brothers. They're a bunch of boobs. You know, they, <laughs> they, they don't stick together. And, and if they don't see that they need to pick somebody yesterday, uh, then we, we, their supporters, don't even like them. When your own supporters don't like you, you have a problem. Uh, Steve, a lot to unwrap there, but I appreciate you bringing up the Kissinger. I actually saw that interview, and you're right. It was really hard to understand uh, Kissinger, but uh, the American conservative actually pulled that quote, and, and here's what he said. It was a grave mistake to let in so many people of totally different culture and religion and concepts because it creates a pressure group inside each country that does that. And And to your point, Steve, all you have to do is look at at France and the UK, and they are in the throes of what is going to end up being a holy war between the Christians and the Muslims, and it is going to be ugly. There are literally places in Paris that are no-go areas where if you're not a Muslim, you're not allowed to, and it's not safe for you to be in those areas. So uh, to your point, Steve, got to run, but thank you for that. Uh, and uh, it was uh, it was an amazing sort of an epiphany as how the American conservative well, we're glad you got it now, but it's a little too little too late. Got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Oh, by the way, the uh, judge in Trump's trial... Raising um, a threat says that um, he may send President Trump to jail for defying the gag order. I would love to see that happen. Trump wins in a landslide if that happens. It's this uh, ACLU guy, uh, New York State Supreme Court Judge Arthur Ingeron. By the way, uh, by the way, I want to uh, before we get to the calls here. There was uh, a report out yesterday. A report out yesterday about Sidney Powell, the attorney, pleading guilty. Um, and um, and by the, the reason why she pled guilty, all of the charges, all of the charges were misdemeanors. So you see what's going on here, folks? They're playing loosey goosey with the truth. We're not going to let them get away with it. All right, real quick, let's go to Willie in North Carolina, WSIC, our great station there. Hi, Willie. What's going on? Yeah, what they're doing to Trump is so unfair. It's a two tier justice system. Todd, you know that if you or I threatened a judge or threatened... Dump him. All right. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. All right, Willie. Uh, let's go to John, Moorhead City, North Carolina. I have a solution. I think the 
since the Congress, I mean, not, not Congress, the Republicans, they're in the Senate or, I mean, House are meeting right now, put a padlock on the door, slip a note under the door saying, until you come out with a binding vote on a speaker, we're only going to send pizzas in and you're not coming out to have comfort of your spouse or anything else. And we'll send in a bucket for the toiletry. Oh, I like that. Uh, look, I, John, I think this is a great idea, and we we mentioned this. I mentioned this yesterday. You know what? Give it. Throw in. Give a pack of bologna, uh, some white bread, and um, give them a jug of water, and that's it. Lock the doors. Make it make it very uncomfortable for these people. John, love the idea, and thank you for that call. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is our phone number. That's eight four four. 747-8868 on this open line Friday. We are expecting uh, Congressman Mike Collins to be joining us in the next uh, segment, so uh, hang tight. Uh, everything is fluid on Capitol Hill right now. Also, just a reminder, in the break, go right now to the website, toddsterns.com, and click on our Israel at War banner. We need your help. We are raising emergency funding right now for our friends in Israel, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, and you can make your donation right now at toddsterns.com. All right, welcome back and again. Head over to our website, toddsterns.com, and join us. Join Mike Huckabee and Dennis Prager as we help our friends at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, toddsterns.com, and click on the Israel at War banner. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Good to have with us from Georgia's 10th Congressional District, Congressman Mike Collins. Congressman, thank you for uh, for joining us. Uh, give us an update of where we are now. Uh, we know the vote's over, so what's next? Well, Todd, it's good to be with you. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, where we go next is we go to another vote. You know, we, we need to keep voting until we uh, till we get 217. Uh, today's actually, I think, 215 votes will get you the speakership. So, we need to go back in there and vote. You know, it, uh, sometimes this stuff is tough. It's hard. Um, we need to make sure that uh, people are, are, are understand where they're they're sitting, and America needs to know how they're voting. And uh, you know, if if this one's not going to get it, then uh, at some point, you know, I'm sure Jim, if if he feels that way, then he he will step aside. But I don't. I'm going to ride with Jim Jordan until he decides whatever he's going to do. So you're you're on Team Jordan, and uh, I I thought he did a good job today. Um, uh, speaking, holding the press conference, um, it was it's just all a little weird, Congressman. And and I'm wondering at what point you know, and what do these rhinos want ultimately? Do they want M- McCarthy back? What what is it that they want? You know, and, and I I would have to say, Todd, that's a good question. Um, and I think a lot of them, you know, and I can't speak for them. But uh, I think a lot of them are, are looking at what their district looks like. Um, you're talking about some that are actually in Biden districts, you know, and, and people across this country know that Jim Jordan is just a great American patriot. He's a great conservative. Uh, he's strong. 
and and he's not willing to uh, to to bend or be squishy, for a lack of better words, and uh, and that might that might scare some of them a little bit. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we've been able to pass some really hard bills uh, for some of these moderate Republicans uh, since January, and we're able to give them cover. And we're able to make sure that we're able to help them and still pass great conservative legislation. So I would implore them, think about that and, uh, and make sure that, that we get – we, we need somebody in the speakership that represents the great conservative movement that we've got going out there. You know, and, and 60, almost 70 percent of the makeup of Congress now are people that are America First agenda candidates who are now America First representatives in the u.s house congressman were you a part of that meeting yesterday that uh, got pretty pretty wild <laughs> i was in the meeting i, I was there so so uh, yeah what, and, and what happened several of them get pretty wild now <laughs> uh, well no yeah well, well i'll narrow it down so the one yesterday did someone really try to lunge at matt gates i mean that's the reporting out there well, I mean, you know, I don't like to get into the tit for tat on what goes on behind closed doors with the with within our Republican Party. Uh, we we just listen. Everybody's very passionate, and uh, you wouldn't be in this, and you wouldn't be in this position if you weren't. And and I think people know that it's hard to get up here, and and when you get up here, you've got hard decisions to make. And uh, I think people mostly, at least from what I can see in our conference, are just like me. Uh, you know, we want to get back to work. Uh, the phone calls I've got coming in, you wouldn't believe how many people are saying, listen, man, I put you up there to do work, to work. Y'all aren't working. You, you need to figure this out. The Republican Party needs to figure this out quick and, and get back to it because appropriation bills aren't being done. Uh, you know, we, we've got so we've got a list of things that we've got to finish up. And, oh, by the way, we've got FISA coming up. You know, so so people are, are passionate. Um, they're, they're expressing their opinions. And, and to me, that's that's good. I'm, I'm fine with that. So, so Congressman, um, right now, I think 25 people in the latest vote. It just seems to me that a lot of this has been preplanned, that uh, that the longer the vote goes out, you're going to see even more. Republicans, you know, voting no. And I know how the media is covering this. They're saying, well, the Republicans feel emboldened now. I don't think that's it. I think this was all pre-planned and they're doing this to make Jordan look bad. And the reality is here, Jordan hasn't done anything wrong. Uh, Jordan has, no. has always backed Kevin McCarthy. So he's always been team McCarthy. So I'm not quite sure what the rhinos want here. Yeah, well, and, and, and I don't, you know, we had 15 votes on McCarthy. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there's still a lot of, of, of runway out there uh, for, for Chairman Jordan to, to make sure that he is communicating to find out what these, what these people that are saying know what their, what their issues are and, uh, and deal with it and, and hopefully allay any fears that they have with him being speaker. Uh, because, uh, you know, probably like many of your viewers, I, I think Jim is what we need uh, now. And he won the majority in the caucus or in the conference uh, during our conference vote. And, and I just believe that when that happens, you know, you need to go ahead and rally behind that person. They obviously won 51 percent or, or 81 percent. 
It's the majority of the vote in the conference, and and we need to carry that forward, and we need to honor that, and and then we get back to work and working for the American people. Because uh, right now, y'all up here, you basically got an overpaid tour guide sitting here you're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I understand. I, uh, Congressman, uh, I was just given um, a copy of a letter uh, that was written by the, the eight. Uh, this would have been Gates, uh, Andy Biggs, Tim Burchett, among others. Um, and they're offering themselves as sort of the sacrificial lambs here to the rhinos. And they're saying, hey, look, if, if it's going to get Jim Jordan elected, we are willing to be censured or removed from our committees. We're willing to accept some sort of a punishment. Do, do you think that's a good idea? No, I, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I don't at all. That, that, that's not what we're up here for. We're adults. You know, no matter how you feel of, of whatever happened several weeks ago, you can't go back and relitigate that. That's done. We're sitting here right now. And, and we need to move forward. And, and that's where if people are stuck in that, then, then they've got to get past that on their own. But, uh, Todd, all we've got to do is go in there and vote and get back to work. We've got appropriation bills that are teed up right now. All but two are ready to be put on the floor. We could be 90% through this appropriation process within a few days. And, and the, the sad thing is the Senate is so slow if I'm afraid if we don't start packaging these things up in multiple approach bills and then send them over there so that they can deal with them a few at a time and then send them back where we have conference and then we break them up when they get back over here, we're not going to get this stuff done. And, uh, and people sent us up here to work, and, and, and we promised them that we'd come up here and rein in these federal governments because, you know, it's not just money on these appropriation bills. There's, there's the other side of that coin, too, which has to deal with the rules and the regs that these federal agencies up here have been just out of control and imposing on American businesses and American people. And, and, and it's due to all these omnibus bills, 10 years of omnibus bills with, with no accountability. And so it's not that hard. We know we've got a great guy. He's close, and we just need to finish the drill. Congressman, let me ask you, did you ever watch, when you were a kid, did you ever watch uh, pro wrestling on, on TV? Oh yeah, man! All time wrestling one, two, and three. You see, here's what I, here's what I'm thinking. I, I think we can resolve this. All these guys, these 25 that are are standing up, they're objecting to Jim Jordan. Let's put them in the squared circle, and uh, <laughs> let's whoever Jordan can take them, take it, take all of them on. And uh, the last yeah. man standing is the speaker. That's what I say. Give we give can, him a leg dro- a leg drop. Up, <laughs> we we can bring up Nature Boy Rick Flair. Let him. Uh, let him take them on. Oh, that is old school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, Congressman, yeah. we appreciate your time and, and let's hope that so you are saying we are gonna have an, we are gonna have another vote, or that's just your wish that we have another vote today. That that's my wish. Todd, I'll stay here until the cows come home. I'll vote all day, all night, keep voting. You know, there's something about that when you continue to do that. It, it, it took about twelve votes. And then things started breaking last time. This should, and I'm no expert at this and that, Todd. Now, it's my first go-around, first rodeo. I've never been elected anything. But, uh, you know, the only way you're going to get a speaker is to vote on the floor. That's and, it. And, uh, you know, sitting in conference is not going to do it. All right. Uh, Congressman, got to leave it there. Appreciate you, and uh, good luck. 
Appreciate it, man. It's good talking to you. All right, likewise. Uh, Congressman Mike Collins, everybody, from Georgia's 10th Congressional District. Okay, here's the deal. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, going right to the phone lines, 844-747-8868 is our number. May I tell you about Newsmax? Millions of people have been making the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news that you can trust. And one of the things that they've done that I really appreciate is they provided live coverage of all of President Trump's events. When a lot of the other networks have taken a pass, Newsmax, they have done their job. And and I think a lot of people appreciate that. Now, Newsmax is on all major cable systems. And if your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, all you have to do is call and say, hey, we want Newsmax. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It is absolutely free, and you can start watching anytime. So get the Newsmax app right now. You can get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. All right, uh, let's go to the phones here, as promised. Chuck in Salem, Oregon, listening to us on the great KYKN. Hi, Chuck. What's going on? Hi. Good day, Todd. Hey, earlier I heard you talking about President Biden. You are watching him on TV for, for a while, and then uh, you were thinking about something as he was talking, and then you fell asleep. I, felt, I thought you were going to say asleep, something I've been you know. thinking for a while. Pardon? I, yeah, I just fell right asleep there. It was yeah. It was a very nice slumber, too. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought you were going down the path of something I've been thinking for a while is that when I see him uh, talking, I, I think of Davis and Butthead. But I can't decide which one he is or which one Kamala is, and maybe you or your fans might be able to map that up for me. Beavis or Butthead. <laughs> I like that, Chuck. I like Seriously, the way. <laughs> look at the cartoon and look at his face when he looks like he's uh, sucking on a lemon. Wow, he does. I mean, it's, and then I don't know where these um, two little. Um, uh, things are we what are we calling them um <laughs> dangling participles <laughs> uh on his chin i don't know where those came from but yeah i can see it chuck i see what you're talking about all right appreciate the call let's go to bill in gainesville georgia hey bill what what's on your mind bill all right let's go to alan in statesville north carolina hi alan what's up Oh, Mr. Starnes, how are you today? I'm well, thank you for asking. Good, good, good. I just had a thought a minute ago after I saw this last vote. Uh, the Republicans in this closed-door meeting that they're having right now, each Republican that got a vote besides Jordan should stand up and say, hey, guys, if you vote for me, you're wasting your vote because I will not accept the speakership. Let's get ourselves together and let's get all our votes behind Jordan and get on with the business of the country. Yeah, look, I, Alan, I think that's a, a great idea. I, I just, I just think these rhinos are out for blood, and they understand that their days are numbered, and this is an opportunity for them to exact some sort of revenge. Uh, that's, that's all this is. But I don't know. We'll see what happens here. You know, Matt Gates and the the others are willing to offer themselves up as the sacrificial lambs. So uh, let's see what happens here. Uh, well, I'm just glad my North Carolina guys, uh, they 
they're standing up tall, so we'll see. All right, fingers crossed. Alan, thank you. Let's go to William in North Carolina. All right, William, what's up? How's your foot and your ankle, Todd? Doing much, you know, doing much better, and thank you for asking, William. Appreciate that. Well, you know, the good news is you're going to be the bionic man, but the bad news is that you can probably have to spend $6 million to get it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be spending $6 million. I've got a pretty darn good attorney. I got you. Um, Matt Gates created this firestorm up there. Why don't he just take the gavel? <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I think that you would have more Republicans voting no on that than Democrats, William. Well, I know. I know. I just thought I'd throw a funny out there. It is funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, if he if, if he's going to create a firestorm, he needs to take it on the chin. Yeah. And if he can't do that, then sit down and be quiet, and let's just get Jim Gordon on with the program here. Yeah, look, uh, uh, Matt Gates. It's he's he's not very likable, right? That's that's the problem, and he he loves to go in and throw the bombs and doesn't worry about the consequences because I don't think he really cares. Um, and and now it's created some big problems for the party. I, I just think the average Republican sitting out there, you know, listening to talk radio or watching watching Newsmax, at this point, they're saying this is nuts. Enough is enough. Yeah, I went to school with a couple guys like that, Matt Gates, and they start fights and everything, and then they sit down and giggle about it afterwards. Oh man! But yeah. Anyway, you All know right. how it is, William. I do. I uh, have a great weekend, and thanks for calling in. Let's go to Barbara in Greensboro, North Carolina. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Hello, Barbara. Is Barbara with us? All right, we'll try to let's try to work that out and see if we can't get Barbara back, and uh, we'll have to get her after the uh, the top of the hour break here. Let's go to Patty in North in uh, North Carolina. Hi, Patty. What's up? Hey, Todd. How's my friend doing? I'm doing well, Patty. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Uh, well, I have to call in because I uh, I'm right with you. I would have been sleeping right next to you. I'd rather hear Dick and Jane. <laughs> yes. This guy, what the heck is going on? I mean, he should have just stayed in the basement. Why did you have to make a big show, go to the White House? Just stay in the basement. It's a great, look, it is a great question, Patty. Um, But the guy, he spent most of the time talking about Ukraine and attacking Americans for being anti-Muslim. And I haven't seen one single anti-Muslim protest out there. Not one. No. And you're right. I live in North Carolina. Everything is pro-Muslim, pro-Muslim. That's it. Every, yeah, exactly. I mean, all the people I see marching in the streets right now are anti-Israeli and pro, pro-Hamas and pro-Palestinian. That's, yeah, that's what and, I see. It's sad. It's sad. And, you know, you got more of your college campuses like UNC. and It's all your colleges that are doing it. Let me tell you something, Patty. We need to all be very alarmed at the the rising number of anti-Semites. I can promise you this. Multiply that number times two or three, and you're going to get the number of anti-Christians that are coming out of those public taxpayer-funded universities. It's a very scary thought to think that. You yep. know, I, I, you know my, my daughter worries about me because I, I wear Trump hats. I, I'm a Trump person. I'm telling you right now, Trump could have did a better speech from jail. <laughs> 
It's a fair point. There you go. Patty, we got to run. We're going up at the top of the break here. And we got Barbara. Barbara, hang tight. We're going to get to you, but we got to take a quick break here. Rich in Gainesville calling in. We're going to get to your call as well. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. You're not going to believe what Mitt Romney's up to. And also, Governor Sarah Sanders from Arkansas is making some headlines. Uh, folks, ToddSterns.com, go right now. Let's help Israel. And you can do that by clicking on our website. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's it. Starnes. All right. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Todd Starnes. This is hour three of the big show, and it is an honor to have you with us today. Wow. Do we have a lot going on? Uh, By the way, our telephone number, Open Line Friday, is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, look, I want to go right to the phones. Uh, We had uh, Barbara hanging on, and I want to get right to your calls this hour. Barbara from Greensboro, North Carolina, how are you today and what's on your mind? I'm fine, Todd. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say I recently just found your show because I was not a regular listener of WSJS, and it's fabulous, but I have one complaint. They only have you on for two hours from 12 to 2 and not 12 to 3. I wasn't even aware that you had a three-hour show. What do you advise us to do? Call the radio station to say, put us (laughs) on for the third hour. Yeah, we we don't want to be greedy, you know, uh, Barbara. But, yeah, we'd love for all three hours to be broadcast here. And some stations do that uh, because Uh they may have another show. But give them a call. They're they're great people at WSJS, and uh, Uh we're, we're honored they carry the two hours. But just give them a call and say that you'd like to have all three hours of the show. Absolutely, I will do that. Thank you. That was the first part of the reason for my call. Glad you're back, too, and hopefully your ankle and foot are healing slowly but surely and improving, Todd. You're kind. Yeah, Barbara, you know, i got to be honest with you. I really wish I had a better story to tell. You know, falling on the sidewalk is not a good story to tell, right? I'm sure. (laughs) Anyway, all right, go ahead. I interrupted you. Just take it easy. That's fine. The reason for my call is the frustration of this so-called vote going on in the House. Maybe I've missed something because I very closely follow politics. What is the reason that they are against Jim Jordan? That's what I can't figure out. They all preach the gospel that, you know, he's a fighter. Yes, his history of wrestling and all that. But, I mean, he's honest, straightforward. He's done a fabulous job in the Judiciary Committee. So what is their issue? Because Steve Scalise withdrew, you know, when he didn't get enough votes. They didn't hold a gun to his head, and now what you said today, that behind the scenes you've learned that Steve Scalise's knife and Jim Jordan in the back, it's like, they are children. I was an elementary school teacher, and my second graders behave better than these so-called adults. But I just don't understand what they have against Jim. Barbara, here's the answer to this question, and it's, it's going to blow your mind. They have nothing against Jim Jordan. They all like Jim Jordan. But they they hate Matt Gates and they hate these conservatives that stood up and and forced Kevin McCarthy out of office. 
And so they're looking for payback. And Jim Jordan, unfortunately, is in their crosshairs. But they have absolutely nothing against Jim Jordan. And this is why you've got lawmakers out there now saying, hey, look, uh, Scott Perry, chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, um, tweeted out a couple of hours ago, all right, fine, if you're going to be against Jim Jordan, at least come out and explain why. Why are you voting against him? And they're not going to te- answer that question, Barbara, because it will reveal how petty they're actually being right now. Mm. It's just disgusting because they all preach the gospel. Yes, we have to get back to the business of the house, our country. That's what they sent us here to do, and yet that's not what they're doing. So it's like their money's not where their mouth their money <laughs> their mouth's not where their money is. That's for sure. But it's like it's just ridiculous the time they're wasting and what is going on with our country. But anyway, I guess they're just using Jim Jordan then as a scapegoat, you know, for their pettiness, like you say. That's it, Barbara. And I mean, it re- it's really sad because I think Jordan would actually do a, a good job. Uh, but the bigger concern now is, and, and someone uh, called earlier about the Speaker Pro Tem, and the way this is all set up, that you know, in the, in the succession of powers, the Speaker of the House is third in line to the presidency. So you've got the president, vice president, then you have the Speaker, and then you have uh, the president of the Senate. So when you have a speaker pro tem, that pro tem is not eligible. So now they have literally taken the Republican out of the secession line for the presidency. I mean, that can be a pretty serious thing if things don't go well for Biden over the next little while. Talk about a bottleneck, right, Stodd? It's it's nuts. It's nuts. Barbara, you've, you've got to promise, Barbara, to give us a call back one of these days. I shall, Todd. And one other thing, you've got a fabulous sense of humor. You crack me up every single day. You bring great smiles to many of our faces, that's for sure, because we sure can use shed enough tears in this, what's going on with our country, that it's good to hear, you know, some positive statements were made. So keep up the good work, Todd. Well, Thanks again, and have a great weekend. Now, now, Barbara, before we let you go, do you have a copy of, of my book, Culture Jihad? No, I do not. All right, we're going to take care of that. Uh, guys, let's put Barbara on hold. And, uh, Barbara, I'm going to send you a copy of Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. You're going to love this book, trust me. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to laugh about in that book as well. All right, uh, 844-747-8868 on this open line Friday. Uh, let's go to Rich in Gainesville, Georgia. Hi, Rich. What's on your mind today? Hey, hey Todd. How you doing? I'm, look, after up. talking to Barbara, I'm, I'm in high cotton right now. I was going to say, she did a good job. How do I follow that? I'll tell uh, you. So I have an angle. I have an angle. You've got a really strong audience and a great voice in the conservative community. So why don't we use that to our advantage? Um, why don't we list the people, the Republicans and the rhinos, their name, their state, their phone number, and call them. Have all your listeners call if they have some of these representatives. That are holding out and remind them if they don't vote for Jim Jordan next November, we won't vote for you. So that's I, I, my thought. You know what, Rich? That's a great idea, and um, we'll have our team do that. I know in the last vote we listed all the all the Republicans. Uh, we will do right. that. We'll we'll do that again, and that's a great idea. You know, putting yeah. again pressure, positive pressure on these Republicans. Well, well we put them in office, right? Our voices are supposed to be heard, and they're not doing that. They're, the only time they listen to our voices is when it's time to vote. So let's just remind them next year, in 12 months, 
you're going to be expecting a vote. Well, you don't do what you need to do now, then we won't need you next year. Uh, it's a you know what that Rich that is a, a great point, um, excellent point. Okay. Appreciate that call, Rich. And uh, by the way, our good friend um, Dr. Paul Shanklin, who is also handles a lot of our parody writing. Uh, he is also a medical doctor. A lot of people didn't realize. He also does taxes. Uh, anyway, uh, Dr. Shanklin is now telling us that it appears the rhinos on Capitol Hill are suffering from a case of panties in a wad or twisted knickers. So um, that's a K-N-I-C-K-E-R-S, uh, panties in a wad. So that's a it's a terrible malady. It is curable. I mean, that's the good news. Uh, unlike TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome, and you don't want to get a raging case of that. Very uncomfortable. And especially when you've got a rash. It comes with a rash. It's a little itchy. All right. Um, oh, I want to share this story with you before we um, – oh, let's see here. All right. Yes, here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have a report in my hands from Davis, California, which is right outside of Sacramento, beautiful area of California. An assistant professor of American studies at the University of California, Davis, has threatened to kill Jewish journalists along with their families. The woman's name is Professor Gemma DeCristo, and she posted on her social media page a disturbing threat. It included a knife and axe emojis. I didn't realize they did that. They have emojis for everything. I guess if you're an Islamic radical, that can come in handy. You're trying to express yourself, and you got to have the little knife there and the axe and the paraglider. So anyway, um, Professor DeCristo posted this on her social media page, and she literally suggested that, um, that all Jewish journalists and their children should be living in fear. She also went on to say that we need to know where these children go to school. This is this is someone who is who is paid compliments of your tax dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Doctor DeCristo describes herself as a black anarchist lesbian. I think the originally it was originally Dyke D Y K, but but I'm not sure we're allowed to use that word, so I prefer. It, to use the word lesbian, right? It's pretty much the same thing, I, I do believe, right? Thank you, Dylan, for clarifying that. Anyway, people are really fired up about this over at UC Davis, as well they should be. I mean, it's that's horrifying, is it not? I mean, this is, this is an actual grown, educated adult threatening to hunt down and kill Jewish children. Here's what she wrote. One group of people we have easy access to in the U.S., all these Zionist journalists who spread propaganda and misinformation. They have houses with addresses, kids in school. They can fear their bosses, but they should fear us more. So, of course, now that the tweet's been deleted, but nothing's ever really deleted on social media. We can always find it, and we did. So the university um, has now issued a statement. Chancellor Gary May, this is absolutely unacceptable and outrageous, and we have already fired this woman. We have dismantled her office. We're in the process of tearing down the building and then salting the land so nothing else can grow there or be built there. This woman will never, ever work in academia again. 
Oh, yeah, that's not what he said. Oh, well, oops. Uh, <clears throat> my bad, ladies and gentlemen. No, um, the university said that they reject all forms of violence and discrimination. And they said that what the faculty member did may have violated the faculty code of conduct. Okay, well, what do you mean may? She threatened to kill Jewish journalists. I think that would be in the faculty code of conduct, right? There you go. So this woman is still employed by UC Davis. This woman is still getting a paycheck, courtesy of the taxpayers. Now, here's what needs to happen. What they should have done is called the police. That's what they should have done. And the police should have launched an investigation. And here's the reason why. It is important for the Jewish families and journalists in Davis, California, to know that they can sleep safely at night without worrying that Professor uh, Demento, pardon me, DeCristo, might walk into their home and slaughter them in the dark of night. It's pretty despicable stuff. By the way, getting some breaking news here, apparently there has uh, been a secret GOP ballot and the reporting from Newsmax is that Jim Jordan is, is expected to exit the race. So the breaking news from Newsmax, Jim Jordan no longer a speaker nominee after this secret ballot. All right, there you go. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Tori is listening to us on KWAM, our great flagship station in Memphis. Uh, Tariq, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, Mr. Stein? I'm doing well, Tariq. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Well, you know, y'all were talking about uh, 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 Biden, you know, sending uh, $6 billion over to Iran. But, you know, I, I, you know, I don't think it's Biden's intentions to try to, um, to try to, 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 to balance this budget. The budget? Oh, well, no, of, of course not. Um, look, I, I, I the, Tori, my concern is this: I'd rather I'd rather that m money be used right here in the good old U.S. of A. and not Ukraine or Iran. Well, I would too, but, but yeah, and I, I don't think it's his intentions on you know on trying to balance this budget or to try to move this country forward. That is Joe Biden's intentions is to try to weaken this country by um, by draining the monetary system, and uh, you know he he sends. Six billion dollars over to Iran, you know, and then he flies over there to try to act as mediator between uh, between Israel and Palestine. So it just looks, it seems to me that he's doing nothing but playing on both sides of the fence. And so um, I, I think that uh, when this money is going to these so-called humanitarian causes, that uh, that the people in the Treasury Department have got to do a better job in monitoring this money to make sure it goes to where they. To where it's supposed to go to, Tariq, and, and and that's. I think you and I can agree with this. If if we were if we were let's say the the Gazans the Gazans need fresh water, so we go over there and we spend millions of dollars building a water system for them, all the pipes and everything, and then they turn around after we leave and they dig up all the pipes and they use that material to build to build rocket launchers. At that point, if if you complain about not having fresh water, that's on you. 
that's not on us. Yeah, it is. It was the same. It was the same scenario with with Iraq. You know, we sent that money over in Iraq. Yeah, and uh, they found a letter. Uh, that money didn't go to where it was supposed to have went to, and so this could very well be the same scenario uh, with this with all this money having to leave the United States to going over to these so-called uh, humanitarian causes. And so I think that th- that we have got to do a better job in monitoring this money to make sure that it goes to where it's supposed to go to. And and again, you know, Biden is is nothing but a hypocrite. That's and it. He, you know. I, I get the impression that he is playing both sides of the fence. Tariq, I, I think th- I think you're right there. I hate to do this. We are super late for a break, but you've got a great point, and he, he's playing three sides right now. All right, folks, we'll be right back. We have some new intel to share with you. So the Republicans were meeting behind closed doors. They held another secret vote. And in that secret vote, the question was very simple. Do you want Jim Jordan as your nominee to be Speaker of the House? And it was in that, that was the question that they were voting on in this uh, secret. And this meeting just happened within the half hour or so. So we can tell you that Jim Jordan lost that vote. So the the Republican Party, House Republicans, officially rejected Jim Jordan as as their next speaker. We understand that the Republicans are taking the weekend off now. Maybe they're tired. Oh, I'm parched. I'm just so exhausted. I, I'm, I need a mental day. I need some me time. That's what the Republicans are saying. They need some me time. Me time. Meanwhile, we're on the brink of multiple wars. We're we're facing a looming shutdown, and the Republicans are taking another weekend off. There's no word on who the new person is going to be. Uh, We can tell you that uh, the Republicans are going to be meeting Monday evening. So I guess they're taking a long weekend. They're going to be meeting Monday night. And at that point, they will try to figure out who their next nominee is going to be. Folks, this is a mess, a mess. By the way, you folks in Georgia, this is exciting, and we're going to have the video up here momentarily. But the good news is that you people are now fighting back. There is a huge crowd outside Congressman Drew Ferguson's office. That's in Georgia's 3rd Congressional District. People are holding signs, and they're protesting the congressman. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be doing that at every single congressional office of every Republican responsible for this nonsense. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. A lot of developments here. And let me see if I can't bring us up to speed. So a little while ago, Republicans, the entire House caucus held a private meeting. In that meeting, they voted to boot Congressman Jim Jordan as their as their pick for the next Speaker of the House. So Jim Jordan will not be the next Speaker of the House. They have also decided to go back home. So the Republicans are going home they're going to reconvene on Monday, and then they're going to try to figure this out again. Now, we have Newsmax is now reporting that Congressman Hearn, Kevin Hearn, 
from Oklahoma has now entered the GOP speaker race. But it's unclear whether or not the rhinos are going to allow that vote to move forward. But a lot of very, very upset conservatives, and clearly the rhinos with this uh, latest move have got themselves a scalp. Do not underestimate the power of Republicans in name only, folks. Just don't do it. So the question is, where do we go now, and what do you want the Republican Party to do? Who would you like to see as the next Speaker of the House? 844-747-8868 is our phone number on this open line Friday. That's 844-747-8868. Let's go to Fred in Georgia. Hi, Fred. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. I just wanted to say right quick, uh, I think the only problem that uh, Jim Jordan had was Donald Trump came down and campaigned for him. And what you're seeing is nothing more than the rhinos, the 20 Republicans that hate Donald Trump. And if, if and when he's elected president, these individuals will never work with him on anything. And, you know, I think that's really what the real problem is here. They want a Speaker of the House that does not agree or want to do anything with Donald Trump. And I think these people are showing their true colors a little early. And if Trump does get elected president, this Congress is still going to be a do-nothing Congress, just like they have been. Uh, nothing's going to get done. And I believe that's really the only problem uh, Mr. Jordan had. You know, Donald Trump came down and stood up for him. And uh, one, one, of the, one of the ones that voted no actually admitted that, uh, that uh, he couldn't vote for him because he had too many conversations with Donald Trump. But you're seeing, you're seeing the ones that will never support him. And they're just showing their true colors a little early, and I, and I believe that's all this is about. Well, we're making a list, and we're going to be holding these people accountable come election time. And, and I don't know about you, Fred, but every single one of these people need to be primaried. They have put, all, they have put the entire party in grave danger by their stupidity. Todd, let me ask you a quick question here. What do you think, and I know I've thought about this, I, I'm almost to the point where I think Donald Trump needs to run as an independent, you know, I hate that name. I'd rather it be something like the conservative party, but I believe everybody that's going to vote for him would still vote for him. I'm actually afraid that the Republican party is just so fractured right now. I'm not sure there's any putting it back together. Well, it's, it's a, it's a challenge because the Democrats, so the Democrats are facing this issue with RFK Jr. and, and his independent presidential run, you know, RFK, the original thinking was, well, this, that's going to hurt Donald Trump. But the the polling right now shows that it's actually hurting Joe Biden uh, more so. So yeah, I I mean I think that's that might be a possibility. It it doesn't matter who you are, um, it, but you it's it's always an uphill climb if you're not a part of the established political parties. Now I will say this: if you go back, um, Fred, if you remember Ross Perot, remember when Ross Perot launched that independent party bid? I do. So Ross Perot actually could have could have outright won had he stuck with it, but he went squirrely, and then we had the, oh, who was the VP nominee? The poor guy, he was a great American war hero back in the day, but uh, remember he did the debate, he was like, who am I? Why am I here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that wasn't going to work out. But, but, but let me tell you what did happen, Fred. What happened in that race is that Ross Perot was able to siphon off enough votes from the Republican, George H.W. Bush, 
And that gave us Bill Clinton, who was elected to office without even getting a majority of the votes. Well, I understand what you're so, saying. It's, 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 it's risky is what I'm saying. It's risky. You know, this Congress, you know, since they've been in, in, in control, they've done absolutely nothing. I mean, anything they said that they were going to do, they hadn't done. And, I, and I've heard some of your callers calling in upset with Matt Gates, you know, for, for what he's done and this and that. You know what? It's not his fault. McCarthy agreed to the rules, and, and he made an agreement, and he did not live up to his agreement. So all this stuff that they're blaming these other eight Republicans, you know, for for, for McCarthy not being the speaker anymore. McCarthy agreed to the rules and he didn't live up to what he said he was going to do. It's really just as simple as that. That's it. And I don't know why people can't really see that. But what you're seeing are the rhinos in our party that are never going to work together with anybody that supports Donald Trump. And I actually just believe that's all this is about. Uh, it, well, Fred, you, you, may, you may very well be right. I appreciate the call, and thank you for listening. Uh, let's go to Keith in Georgia listening to us on WDUN. Hi, Keith. What's on your mind? Good afternoon, Todd. Thank you for listening. I have a simple question for you. The Biden administration authorized $6 billion to be transferred to the Iranians and his, the, uh, his staff and all, the Secretary of State and Biden says not one penny of that will be spent on anything but humanitarian aid. And then again, now we want to give $100 million plus to the Gaza and they say we guarantee that the uh, Hamas won't get it. Is this the same administration that can't figure out who brought the cocaine into the White House? <laughs> Keith, you're a very... You're a very wise and astute man. Yes, that would be the same administration. And if we fall for something like that, I believe in humanitarian aid, too, and, and being being compassionate towards people. But just believing stupidity is not in my ability. But you know, thank you for letting me speak. And um, sometime we need to get back to simplicity. And simplicity works when nothing else works. Common sense. That's what we need, Keith. Common sense. Appreciate that call, and thank you for listening today. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. So I've got to share this story about Mitt Romney. Willard Mitt Romney. That is his name, by the way. Willard Mitt Romney. You know, this guy is a sleaze and a snake. And he's got the, the, the hair and the smile. And uh, the guy basically made his money by going in and destroying people's lives. I mean, that's pretty much what, what he was in the business of doing. And look, everybody's got everybody's to pay the mortgage. So if that's how he does it, that's, that's up to him. And um, his God. <clears throat> you know, he's a Mormon, by the way. Did I mention that? So even, and again, I don't know, maybe this is allowed under the Mormon faith. I don't, I'm a Baptist, so I don't know. But maybe this is how the Mormons do business. Mitt Romney sat down and did an interview. Uh, this is for his biography that's coming out. McKay Coppins is the author and uh, interviewed Willard Mitt Romney 45 times over the past two years. And Mitt Romney went through and pretty much destroyed, I mean destroyed, many of the conservatives that you and I hold in great esteem. 
Here's what he had to say about Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio. Quote, I don't know that I can disrespect someone someone more. Vice President Mike Pence, no one has been more loyal, more willing to smile when he saw absurdities, more willing to ascribe God's will to things that were ungodly than Mike Pence. What a sleaze. But here's what really got me. Um, he was talking about, um, oh, here's what he said about Ron DeSantis, which is actually true. He says, there's just no warmth at all. He looks like he's got a toothache. He's much smarter than Trump, you might point out. DeSantis is real smart. But do you want an authoritarian who's smart or one who's not smart? Man, what a, we're really not allowed to use the language I would like to use on the radio. Of House Speaker Newt Gingrich, a smug, know-it-all, smarmy, and too pleased with himself. Here's what he said about Ted Cruz, frightening, scary, and a demagogue. Rick Perry, Republicans must realize that we have to have someone who can complete a sentence. Piece of work. Here's what he said about Mike Huckabee, and this is what gets me. He called Mike Huckabee a huckster, a caricature of a for-profit preacher. Now, you understand here that Mike Huckabee is a good and decent man, that Mike Huckabee donates Lord knows how much money to charity, that Mike Huckabee goes out of his way to help people. Mike Huckabee was not a for-profit preacher. He was the pastor of a church. And then when he decided to get into politics, he resigned from the pastorate like a good and decent pastor would do, and he became a politician, a very successful politician. As a matter of fact, Mike Huckabee, when he was governor, was so concerned about getting government spending under control that when they had to remodel the dilapidated governor's mansion, instead of instead of going and, and renting this multi-million dollar facility, you know what he did? He put a triple-wide trailer on the front yard of the governor's mansion, and that's where the Huckabee family lived. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the governor of Arkansas lived in a trailer. Massive ridicule across America. But you know who wasn't laughing? The people of Arkansas weren't laughing because he was trying to save a few dollars. Now, you may disagree with Huckabee on some of his, some of his policies, and, and that is a fair thing, but the man's a conservative. And for Mitt Romney to go out there, and here's what gets me. When Mitt Romney was running for office, nobody was, ta- nobody was talking about the fact that he was a Mormon because nobody cared. But you know what? All of a sudden, uh, Romney was giving these speeches about how I'm not going to allow people to, to talk bad about the Mormon faith. Oh, nobody's talking bad about the Mormon faith. What are you talking about here? So for Mitt Romney to get up there, and that was the whole thing. He was like, you people need to vote for me. He was get, trying to get a sympathy vote. He go, I mean, honest to goodness, he was out there saying that he was being attacked because of his faith. And that was simply not true. But you know what he was doing? I covered that election for Fox News. I was on the ground, and he is a nasty piece of work, this Mitt Romney. The guy's all smiles with the oily hair and the whatnot, but behind the scenes, he's like the godfather. He sleaze. Coming around attacking Mike Huckabee, a good and decent man. I like to see the charitable work of Romney. I could say more, but it's Friday. 844-747-8868 is our number. 
That's 844-747-8868. Open line Friday. This is the Todd Stern Show. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Ladies and gentlemen, as we head into the weekend, just a reminder, go to our website and help us as we raise money for the wonderful people in the nation of Israel. We are partnering with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. It is a very well-respected organization, and we need your help. We are Our goal is to raise $20,000 for the relief efforts, every single penny of that will be going to help people boots on the ground in Israel. So that it's it's a very important cause and one that we're going to be advancing, especially as the ground war um, is uh, is nearing the start. So they're going to need all of all of the help that that we can give them. So you can do that again by going to toddsterns.com. And uh, look at the top banner at the top of the page, and you'll be able to to donate some money. All right, let's go to the phones here, North Little Rock, Arkansas. Jerry on the line. Hi, Jerry. What's what's going on? Hey, John. Happy Friday to you. Uh, yeah, I'm calling from Arkansas, and while uh, he's not my representative, he represents the uh, northwest corner. So Whoa, I'm man. Sure he's, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's worried about uh, keeping Walmart and Tyson happy. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to apologize on behalf of the good people of the state of Arkansas for that and encourage everyone listening everywhere. All of, Call your state Republican parties and you tell them we need to find somebody to primary each and every rhino across the nation. We want only America first slash Freedom Caucus people in Washington, period. Now I need to call you out for just a second. Wait, call me out, Jerry. Wait, you 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 butter me up like a you butter me up like a biscuit, and now you're going to come after me, Jerry? How dare you besmirch the name of Vito Corleone by comparing him to Romney? Oh, I did that. If you want to, yeah, you did. Now, now, Michael's fair game, but you need to leave Vito and Tom Hagen alone. (laughs) Jerry, that's one of that really is my all time. That's my all time favorite movie. Oh, I love it! Isn't it and, great? Boy, there's a lot of there's a lot of life lessons there. What? <laughs> yes, you learn is... a lot of life lessons from bad people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep, leave the gun, take the cannoli. I I've never forgotten that. Yeah, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Uh, yes, sir. I... <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, never I will say anything against the family. Now, I'm curious. Did you enjoy the? Um, the second Godfather movie more than the first? No. I still think the first is the best. I know a lot of big fans disagree about that, but I still like the I still like the first the best. Because yeah. there's just something missing when Sonny's not there. Ah, Sonny. Yeah. Always had the temper that when Sonny did. Yeah. You got to watch out for Sonny. Yeah. But anyway... Yeah, uh, have a good weekend. Jerry, we'll, we'll you... Get you this time, but remember, in the future, if you want to do that, use Michael, not Zeno. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. I love it. Well, there you go. Uh, yes, I was out of line there. No need to... Yes. No need to 
besmirch the Godfather. There you go. Oh, by the way, I should have asked Jerry uh, his thoughts on uh, the governor, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And uh, we've got the story here. Um, The governor has uh, signed an executive order. This is a great story, actually. Uh, Governor Sanders, surrounded by these beautiful women, and you know they're all conservative because only conservative women are beautiful. And uh, Governor Sanders has officially eliminated all woke terminology that has been deemed anti-woman from official state documents. And and the governor was saying she's taking all of these woke nonsense words that are meant to erase women and girls out of their documents. So uh, words like um, birth giver and chest feeder and human milk. So now you you got to use words like breast milk or birth mom or breastfeeding. So good for you. Uh, it, this is how you fight back. Well done to you, uh, Governor Sanders, uh, and we're going to try to get the governor on the show sometime next week. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of next week, our good friend Dinesh D'Souza is going to drop by. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation with him. Also, um, for those of you who love Passion Plays, midamericapassionplay.org, midamericapassionplay.org. We're going to be supporting this great, great group Governor Mike Huckabee is going to be coming to town November 14th, and we're raising some big money for the Mid-America Passion Play, and we'd love for you to be a part of that. Uh, You can get information again at midamericapassionplay.org. Been a crazy week, folks. Get out there. Enjoy your Friday, and whatever you do, America, be sure to go to church this weekend. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.